Jonathan London. You guys are watching Geekscape. This is episode 81. This is the podcast about movies, video games, and comics every week. I am joined by a co-host to help me through that week's news and reviews. My good friend Ian Kerner has come on the show this week. He is a Geekscape favorite. A lot of you Geekscapists are pretty excited about this episode because of anybody you guys wanted to hear their opinion of The Dark Knight, it sounded like Ian was your unanimous choice. So Ian's here to give us his opinion of The Dark Knight. He's wearing... His uh, Dark Knight shirt. He's wearing his, his Batman shirt. What era of Batman is this? That's the original Batman. It's the original, it's original recipe. Or, yeah. So Ian's here. He's going to be breaking down the Dark Knight with me. And uh, I'm pretty excited to get that started. First, though, Ian, back in the day when we met, uh, I had just moved to L.A. about a year prior. I didn't have the comic book store. I had a comic book store, but I didn't have the comic book store to shop at. Ian was nice enough to slap me upside the head and go, dude, you need to be getting your comics. I practically dragged you there. At DJ Universal's, uh, DJ's Universal Comics over on uh, Ventura at Vineland. Uh, Kat, the proprietor, is awesome. He gives us 30% off every week uh, of the new books. And he wanted me to mention to you guys who are LA-based and not able to go to San Diego, he's running a huge sale this week from Wednesday uh, tomorrow uh, up till next Tuesday. He's got a big sale. Uh, he emailed me a flyer. Oh, good. Yeah, I think his kid did it in Photoshop. But, uh, it, it's $1 back issues. So all of his back issues are $1 each. 50% uh, off on trades, which is incredible. 30% uh, off on his toys. And 25% off on statues. So if you guys want to go and pick up some toys, some trades, or some stat statues and back issues, uh, DJ's Universal, look them up in the LA phone book. Or the LA uh, Yellow Pages online and check them out. They're on Ventura at Violent. So I think 50% off trades and $1 back issue is pretty great sale. 50% off trades is like that when you get that deal at the convention. So, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who aren't going to make it down to San Diego, Ian's going to San Diego. If you guys are going to be there, you spot him on the floor, say hi, tell him that you, you're, uh, you're their favorite. It's cool. Yeah, you're their favorite co-host. I mean, they've been popular before. Well, they probably want you to do the show every week in lieu of me. But I don't think that's but true. But you have no, a life. you're loved. You're loved. You have a life, and I, I do not. Um, this is where I. This is where Didn't I. Didn't you just get through telling me that the reason you were behind a Battle of the is because you have a life? Yeah, I was just working when when the season ended. Oh. Ian, uh, Ian gave me his Battlestar Galactica tapes. I finished the season. I can now talk without fear of uh, of having it spoiled for me. Um, so let's just get to the nitty gritty The Dark Knight This is the uh, latest movie from Christopher Nolan The reimagining of Batman That started in Batman Begins Is now continued You've got the introduction of Heath Ledger's Joker You've got um, an incredible Two-Face Introduced in this uh, And of course you've got the mainstays From the first uh, Batman Begins movie um, Gotham is This movie is slowly kind of It reminded me of Dark Victory Kind of the, the the transition of power between the mafia, the organized yeah, crime we so. saw in Batman Begins, and uh, you start seeing the appearance of some of the more extreme figures that we all know from Batman's Rogue Galleries. Um, Ian, uh, do we need to make the statement about the spoilers? Yeah, or we we got to say spoilers because we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So if you haven't seen Dark Knight, those of you in the UK, I'm so sorry. The movie comes out late there. Uh, you're going to want to turn this off. Um, and if you're in America right now and you haven't seen it, what the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> Ian has seen it twice. I've seen it no, once. No, I didn't get in yet. Oh, you didn't see it today? Out. No. 
fucking bummed. I'll, I'll go next couple of days before the con. I have to. I'll see it after San Diego. Um, I'll see it then too, because. But uh, I saw it. Those of you guys, turn off your volumes um, if you can. Fast forward a bit. Uh, we're gonna get into the spoilers. I'm gonna run a red band. No, hit stop. Okay. Go see the fucking movie and come back. That might be what you want to do. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I'm gonna jump right into. Okay, this. you jump right into. No, it, no, uh, we all uh, want to hear what you thought. I mean, clearly. I mean, I, I think we're already there. The movie's fucking great. But here's my feeling. I want to talk about the box office real quickly. Because yeah. we're already at that point. It's broken the record of the biggest weekend. Mm-hmm. It beat Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 had 151 domestically for the weekend. Dark Knight comes in at 155. Although they believe that more tickets may have been sold to Spider-Man just based on the inflation for Spider-Man 3. Just in that one year. Really? There may have been I, more tickets sold to Spider-Man 3. But you know what? Whatever. Whatever. This well, movie is movie longer. Money. Spider-Man 3 was It's pretty long, long This is too. a little longer isn't it? They're all, No they're both Two and a half Spider-Man 3 is on, was on more screens So there Fe- you go A few hundred more screens So it may have sold more tickets Actually no I think it was close to a thousand but more these Spider-Man things, 3 was on 10,000 screens And this was on Was it 92, 94 I don't know what the worldwide like screens were I know yeah. that this one was on Almost 4,500 screens Just in the US okay. And that's the domestic box office We're talking about 155 million that this movie raked in yeah. That's incredible And it also had I don't know how's the biggest um, opening day. Sixty-six million day. is uh, nothing to nothing to be shy of. But you yeah. know what, Mamma Mia, twenty-seven million for the weekend. Yeah, where Mama the fuck? Who are those people? You know, all week long, I kept saying to people that I knew personally, it's almost here, July eighteenth, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Got I a took couple that good reactions good. out of that. So what? Did, uh, just get to it. What did you think of the Dark Knight? You know, it's awesome. And to say I love, this, love fu- this movie. So here's a statement I want to make. Okay. You know, we all had some really big hopes about Star Wars Episode One. And you know what our really big hope was? Our really big hope was it would kill Titanic at the box office. Mm-hmm. So people need to go see this fucking movie. Because this is our Titanic chance. We Titanic off that top spot. We really do. And um, I was just looking over the uh, all-time domestic grosses. And um, this Titanic is, is up there. And, and this might just be the movie. But uh, I was surprised to see things like, like uh, Shrek 2 is up there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there are a couple you, you know that this movie, really recent movies well, that are all up in there. No, but apparently there's a poll that said 76% of people polled are going to go see this again. I'm going to see it again. Yeah, that's, but, um, th- that's why I said it, because it was those little girls. Okay, here's the thing. I'm sorry. Okay. To me, there's a personal little war going on here. We have We Geeks versus the little girls, and who's going to go see a movie multiple times? Little girls. Based on Titanic, that was true, but you know what? Well, e. This is our opportunity. This is the movie that's worth seeing over and over and over again. At the time E.T. came out and became number one quickly, it was because parents were dropping their... I mean, I, I know that my two brothers and I got dropped off at the theater multiple times to see E.T. You know, I think my parents would just leave us there, hoping mm-hmm. hoping that you know we wouldn't call the police and ask to be returned home. Well, when I was a kid, it was the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I, I think I saw that in the theater like 15 or 20 times. So went over and over and over. Do again. you think kids? I mean, we're probably yeah, we're probably going to see this movie what three times in the theater, two Easily. three times in the Easily. theater. So did you see it IMAX? No, no, that's going to be the second time. I'll see it IMAX. I can't wait to see the pimples. I saw it IMAX on people's faces, and you, VJ saw it IMAX. Um, but uh, amazing? okay, I have to you, say but this. Do you think the kids are going to see this multiple times? The younger kids are they going to see it 10, 15 times like you said? Do you saw Star Wars? They're good. If, if they can get in, they're going to want to. Yeah, I mean. You know what? Can I, a little side note. Yeah. Um, I feel I don't know what's happened in, in our generation, but I feel like I, I have a lot of friends that have kids, and it seems like little boys now are like overly sensitive. And I have and all these people are like, 
oh, is that too dark for their kid? And they, you know, is it too violent? I'm like, yeah. He's a boy, right? A generation. I of mean, fruits. like a nine, ten year old boy. Yeah, seriously, a, generation like a nine, of ten year old boy. This movie is going to be been, their favorite movie of all time. I, I mean, when I was ten years old, oh my god. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. I mean, I say that now at my age, but at ten? <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, I. I What's mean, not cooler? I mean, oh my god! We, we're talking about the movie's performance, and I really want you to talk about the movie. The movie? Do like, we start with the trailers? Um, or jump into the movie? Well, let's talk about the movie that came out that we all saw. Like, okay. like, like, talk about the movie. Well, let me start by saying this. I did ask before, you know, we started if it was be okay if I took my dick out and started masturbating in the middle of this. Because I said, please. It's yeah. It's it's just so good. And when it ended, I was just like speechless. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there, and everyone I was with looked at me and said, "Ian, you okay?" And I just sat there, and I just, just at the credits were done. I was just sitting there. So I was just. So you're 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 still having trouble getting into the details of it. So let me I'm let, having let me let me try and put it we, in we the context of like uh, actual break it down, Batman piece stories. Piece? Okay, like like people are saying that this may be the best Batman story ever told in any medium. Where would you put it in some of the great Batman? Uh, stories told like the Dark Knight Returns you got the the, the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale those two uh, really nice series that they put out well for me I, I got... like I like how it's derivative of certain things okay. I mean I, I love the brilliance of you know and, and Nolan they did this a bit in, in the first one in Batman mm-hmm. Begins but you know they take elements you already mentioned Dark Victory there's a lot um, of that yeah there, there's quite a bit of killing joke in there too mm-hmm. um, in particular the aspect of the notion that he's going to drive a good man insane and turn a good man you know his way I mean, obviously, in Killing Joke, it was about doing it to Gordon, and here it was about doing it to Two Face, mm-hmm. and that was a really interesting way of bringing in, you know, you know a motivation for Two Face. Honestly, the one thing I was a little upset by is I would rather not have seen Two Face be dead at the end. Did you? I, that's debatable. Most people yeah. seem to think he was. I I'm of the camp that he's not. Okay, and I'm also the camp that you can throw Ra's al Ghul's as pinky from the the accident at the end of Batman Begins into a Lazarus pit, and you still got that good villain. Right, but but you know you bring up an interesting thing, and I was really thinking about this a lot in terms of where they go from here. The first movie, and this movie both, if you think about it, they've removed the um, I don't want to say supernatural, but really the fantastic aspects mm-hmm. of of these characters, so that it's fully grounded in real life. There's no mention of a Lazarus pit or Ra's al Ghul being immortal. It's more about someone else taking over for Ra's al Ghul and becoming the new Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Here, even the idea of, you know, no, the Joker's not, you know, he doesn't have dyed skin and green hair. It's makeup. He has scars that, you know, look kind of like a smile. But it, it's fully grounded in reality in every single way. And it leads me to another point, and I know, and I, I want to take apart the movie itself, yeah. but I have to say... So many people I know were talking about how great it was, and it was the best superhero movie they ever said. And I just, I had an epiphany. I listened to this for about a day or two, and I said, you know what? I gotta say, and I'm not, I don't really mean that I'm actually angry at people. I said, we're doing this movie disjust- some disjustice, you know? A disservice, I should say, excuse me. Um, it's better than that. Let's not limit it to being the greatest superhero movie we've you ever You think it's seen. the greatest crime? It's just a great all around movie. Suspense film? You know, Gladiator won Best Picture mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I think I like comparing it to Gladiator, and it's a better movie. Right. It's number one on IMDb. Yeah. It's number one on IMDb. Uh, it, it, it's it's a better movie than Gladiator. They got best picture. Yeah, I, I would watch this I mean, movie a million times down. more than Gladiator. Yeah, well, Gladi- Gladiator's good. Yeah, good movie, but it's, this yeah, movie it's a was solid great. B+. Um, the Departed, you know, 
Also, Depart is movie. great. Have I seen it again? No. No, it's a, it's, no Depart's a really I love, good movie. It's Martin awesome. Scorsese. I love Martin Scorsese. But this movie is unbelievably great. And it's not fantastical. I mean, you could honestly take, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of situations where you're guys taking girls and girls not into, oh, it's a superhero movie. This is not a superhero movie. I mean, it is for those of us that want to see Batman. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, this is Death Wish on a, with, with, you know, a bankroll. Right. You know, this is a guy who, I mean, you know, you go back and look at the line in Batman Begins. Oh, the armor he's putting on. It's, you know, it's meant for soldiers, but the government didn't want to spend the money. He has money. You know, that, that nothing fantastic. I mean that in the sense of fantasy. Right. You know, this isn't a guy it. who can it, fly. This isn't no, a guy with X-ray reality. vision. This isn't even somebody who can shoot webs out of his skin. I mean, you know, when he, I mean, he's doing like CIA kind of stuff when, you know, when the plane flies over, and, and the political and intrigue stuff is really good. The the yeah. uh, the, the business stuff, I, I was not boring. There's action, and there's also, uh, I, I mean, the greatest thing that they're doing with these two films that just make the earlier, you know, Tim Burton started ones lame in my is you've got Bruce Wayne in his stuff. Sometimes it's a lot more interesting than the Batman sequences. Yeah, you know, when 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 you've got this. Uh, Go between him and uh, Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon. You have three people who are really well-shaped characters, and they each have their own opinion of how the city needs to be inspired or needs to be organized. Or uh, they've each got their own distinct viewpoints. Well, well, they're all going back and forth, and uh, and, and, and they're, they're their heads, and it's, and, it's all great. But and then, then the even something the, that's the, more the, interesting. The theme the is constant sometimes. throughout the movie about about the heart and soul of Gotham. Right. You know, Joke is going to, you know, wants to ruin it. And, you know, Harvey Dent, he's trying to bring hope. And Harvey Dent's actually succeeded in that. And ultimately, that's what Batman, that's what Gordon see. They have to maintain that hope and they can't undermine it. You know, it's Batman's point to Joker when Joker's kind of given these, these citizens, whether it be the criminals mm-hmm. or the others, you know, the choice of who they're going to blow up. And Batman actually believes. I mean, it's actually a little surprising. Batman actually has hope because he believes in what's happened. But no, they're not going to do it. They're not going to set off, you know, the bomb in the boat. Yeah, I think uh, I I love the movie. What I told you on the phone though was, it, it, as much as I love this movie, the one drawback for me was that I feel like the movie feels like a director's cut rather than a theatrical cut. It feels like a movie that's just a little bit too long to me. And my, what would you cut? Uh, possibly the storyline with the uh, with the employee who's going to blow his identity. Yeah, but it, it, a, I mean, it's small. There's but, some but there's, great there's like, moments in that. Though. I, that's the thing is that there's so many intertwining storylines in this film. What can you cut? Yeah, you can't cut a whole. Yeah, lot. I mean, honestly, it, 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 that 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 only lasts a few minutes in the movie, and you have two of the greatest moments in the movie from that. The moment when the he hospital? actually suge- well, well, wait, no. First, when he suggested he's going to blackmail him, mm-hmm. and you know, Lucius Fox looking at him, going, sure. "So let me get this straight. You know, you you got you know a billionaire." Right? Vigilante, vigilant, who dresses up, you know, in, in armor and, and, and hunts down criminals, and this is you're going to blackmail him. You, your yeah. your solution is to blackmail this guy. Good luck with that. That's what you're going to do. That was a yeah. good moment, and I thought that whole bit at the at the end with the hospitals was a good moment. I well, think... I'm saying when, when he crashes the car, and it's mm-hmm. just that look between him, like, oh, what did I do? And you know, and they know between each other that he just saved his life. My my thing is, you've got these the, these great. A- and by the way, and the Joker. It's a very key point to have the Joker decide to kill this guy before he can reveal it. That's mm-hmm. very important. Okay? I mean, the motivation there and just how crazy and the Joker's fixation on Batman and no one should ruin his fun. 
I don't think you can get rid of that. I think it's really important. Whatever you get rid of, my whole thing was that you have this incredible chase sequence. Yes. That ends with uh, Harvey Dent being revealed to be alive. Yes. And awesome. And then you've got this even Gordon. better. Or Gordon. Gordon, yes, Gordon. Yes. You got Gordon. He, the, the, Dude, when the bat pod does that flip. That was the whole thing was yeah when the bat pod flips off that wall I was oh my god that's a great sequence right after that you've got an incredible sequence uh, with Harvey Dent and Rachel in in the Joker in in jail I thought that sequence was awesome those two sequences were incredible and then of course the reveal of Harvey Dent I mean the movie could have ended right then and there and I would have thought I would gotten beyond my money's worth with the turn of that face oh my god I mean we all knew but Harvey Dent in this movie is my favorite character I I never imagined I mean I I never imagined seeing that come so alive seeing right through yeah and seeing right through his face like that I mean what a good job they did it's incredible Uh, and, and I love everything up to that point I think it's a perfect movie up to that point I, and you know what? On a philosophical level, looking at the script, looking at it from like a, like what does this mean and the philosophic uh, philosophical stuff going on in the script about you know who's in whose hands is it to run a city properly? Um, I think the boat sequence works on a on a philosophical level. Uh, I think on like a pacing level, my big problem is that you've got these two tense forces, and they're completely separate. From your main characters yeah. who are up in the tower fighting, and so the tension in that scene is in the boats. I've got my two main characters. I would like the tension to be up there with them, yeah. So that the fists I, punching in the in the wrestling actually means something. I was a little bothered by the idea that it's not dependent on Batman what happens there. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and but that's why I, I said like it's it, about the hope. It's because it, yeah. it's, it's about this theme about the soul of the city, and that's what they're bringing that out. That. Harvey Dent has actually done something and galvanized people, you know, into that they're actually going to do the right. And thing. I understand that, and I and I, re- and, I, and I do like it, but but on a on a on a physical like script writing meats and potatoes yeah. way, I'm like I would really have liked for Batman to mean something in that scene, and also the the the, the last scene with Harvey Dent standing off against uh, um, Commissioner Gordon. That's their scene. Batman is. The escape from it, you know what I mean? Yeah, he doesn't well, play have as to big say, a role in that thing scene. About that, that scene's scene, awesome. But that's it. I was on the edge of my seat because mm-hmm. they very well may have killed Gordon's family. Obviously, the, the daughter was going to live, but you know, in the comics, it's one of those right. things that's just out there. You know, they introduced this idea years ago that you know, okay, uh, Barbara, his wife, left him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. took James Jr. and they've just left that out there. Yeah, they left. You know, the originally city. Barbara was his daughter. Then it was strongly implied it was, you know, his brother who was married and had a daughter, and they got killed. And it was implied that he may have had an affair with his brother's wife, so she might actually be his biological daughter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like a bot, that Gotham Knights number six. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. They're, they're not going to put yeah. that in the uh, movie. Well, no. The, my my point is just that those characters disappeared, so they might have died. Right, you know, like it could have happened. I was on the edge. And they, of my seat I mean, they already show they're they're not going to not kill characters. Yeah, I love that they. they I mean, they, as much as I like Maggie Gyllenhaal and that character and yeah. all that, the fact that that they didn't pull a punch. No, they killed her. I love it. it. Yeah, it was... I, I love that. The movie I love, but um, it's those two last scenes that a part of me was like, I really would have liked for Batman well, to be the instigator and, yeah, and the solution I can to that. both of those. Well, you know what's interesting That's what is, felt long to me. But yeah, what's interesting is um, my one little complaint is actually something that's missing. You know, the Joker comes looking for Harvey Dent at Bruce Wayne's um, 
right. fundraiser. And Batman and Rachel go jumping out the window. Joker just leaves? Yeah, like, good We don't call. even see it. We don't, like, we don't see him going into a panic room. We don't see him... You know, he, at that well, point, well, at Batman that point had already he's been locked, locked them, He's locked yeah. them into a closet. Yeah, but the Joker gave up. He had all those people. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman came in. So, all right, time to go. I mean, I don't know. I don't. What happened there? I, think, I, I, I can think extrapolate that something happened. I think but... when you see it, I, I think. Well, first off, I, I don't think you you can uh, underestimate um, the the ability of the butler to instill fear in criminals. <laughs> And I mean, I mean that may be a cut scene where uh, you got Alfred kicking their asses until hey, they Alfred's come badass. Right. I know. He needs some training. But uh, no, I think if you see it again, you might see holes like that. But it, come on, this this movie is as good as it oh, gets. Oh, it's. Listen, um, I, I, I just not. I, I mentioned a little bit earlier two best picture winners that are far more flawed than this movie. Yeah, the, the Departed and Gladiator. Far more flawed. I think this movie should be there at the end of the year when they're talking Oscars. But for me personally, and I know this movie's not going to get nominated for an Oscar, when you're talking superhero movies this I don't year, know. I really do like Iron Man the best still. Well, I, Iron Man's fun. I, I loved Iron it. Man. I did, but this movie Marvel. is something completely different. Yeah. I mean, you know what? You're right. They, they, no, they, this, they stand in two different places, yeah, they, even they, though they're going to no doubt be compared I, to each other. I, I'll tell you. This movie... Well, look. Wally Fister was nominated for cinematography on the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's going to be again. Um, but I would not be surprised seeing this movie, you know, being nominated for Best Picture. And you're going to get any acting nominations? You think you're going to get well, the, the, the posthumous? Heath is a, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's a I mean, no-brainer. There, there people are talking about it. Yeah. Uh, There's no way he's not getting a nomination. Mm-hmm. He, it's, it, it's unbelievable. Right. And you know, especially when you look at him and you look at his body work and things he's done before, he's just so transformed. It's just like nothing. No, I mean, he's the James Dean of our generation. Yeah. Uh, knowing that, could someone pick up the mantle of the Joker for a future film? Where, where do they go from here, Aaron? And you, you have the end of this movie where Batman is now I, I was run. thinking about that. You know, Joker's established. Um, I think they're all established. I, I think that... Other, notwithstanding the idea that it's a comic book, and I usually say when you recast in a comic, it's like it's a new artist, and that shouldn't really matter. But considering you know the cult of personality that's happened here, and all the talk about Heath, and you know an Oscar nomination, I don't know if because anyway, Christopher Nolan would recast the Joker. I just don't think he'll go back there. Is Christopher Nolan going to do another Batman movie? I mean, it sounds like he's cooling to the idea of doing another Batman movie. It's been suggested to me. How do you follow this up? It's just so good. The first one was good. Spider Man 1 was good, one was good they followed so it up. X Men yeah. 1 was good and they no, followed it up. But this is you two. can follow this up. No, I, but, no as, but the question is I agree with you. I, I think he set it up to keep going. You know, I don't. I don't see Christopher Nolan spending the rest of his career making Batman no, movies. No, neither do I. Or Christian Bale, for that matter. But I, I expect a third. Hmm? I mean, Christian Bale signed on. Yeah, no, I, mean, I expect the third signed. from both of them. I, th- I think that I think from, Christopher, from Nolan Christopher Nolan as well. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he doesn't do a third. Uh, who do you want to see as a villain? I mean, come on, I I, w- I really uh, don't have not got enough of the Harvey Dent two face character. No, I, I, I was upset. I'd like it. to see more. I love the motivation that he has, whether he's crazy or not. In his mind, Rachel's death is Batman and Gordon's fault. You know, in his mind, that's the case. Yeah. Gordon should have gotten there quicker. Batman shouldn't have saved him. He has no idea that Batman thought he was going to save Rachel. Right. He doesn't know that. That conversation's never going to happen. You know? Um, I love that scene, though. Yeah. The whole sequence was was messed yeah. up. That, it, the Joker in jail is more damaging than him out on the street. I thought yeah, that was so fucking awesome. Brilliant. When you see that cell phone through the dude's yeah. skin. Yeah. You know, another, another arguable complaint, 
but I think it's the Joker having contingencies in place. The idea that all that happened and Joker knew that he would end up in the jail, you know, I mean, he could very easily have ended up dead. I think, you know, the defense of that is Batman doesn't kill mm-hmm. and all that. But, you know, hard they, to believe he, yeah, he engineered all of that. They address their differences. They address why they won't actually kill each other. Um so where do you, who do you want to see in the in the next movie? Yeah, it's tough. This is my problem. I was thinking about it, and again, I was Clayface? thinking. Well, well, Killer no, Croc. No, this is this is this is the problem. Is you want it's to... what is Nolan going to do to eliminate the Fantastic? Right. Okay. Selena Cat, Kyle. Catwoman is the obvious one, but I don't think Catwoman is a movie on her own. Now I know a lot of people that were really worried about this movie. Oh, three villains, and it was brilliant. And a friend of mine pointed out the reason why it worked is you had three villains, but you only had one origin story. Because when you try to do an origin of more than one villain in a movie, that's where it gets messy. Yeah, this is the this is the Harvey Dent origin movie. This is the Two Face origin movie. Yeah. And uh, but you know, you bring Catwoman in, the, you don't have to do an origin. For I love the way they handled the Scarecrow early on in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was great. I've always wanted the, the I've always wanted a Superman movie to properly start out with a fight against the Rhino. Yeah, like just something where you're a giving Superman one, movie and the Rhino. I think you're no, no, Spider Man, Spider Man, uh, a Spider Man movie where he, where he maybe starts out with the Vulture or the Rhino yeah. or the you know yeah you don't you don't the Rhino you know what it's a good point the Rhino's a great point no one needs a, an origin story no, for rhino you just need, need him there the fighting film. it's fine yeah you know we you don't it. have to see him getting put in the suit you didn't it, you know when he's introduced you know no origin there he is yeah kevin smith's you know? superman script had that kevin smith's superman script started with superman taking out a uh, kind of b-level uh character and in the in, in that action it ends up like uh, propelling the whole doomsday thing well you know even the batman begins like you have zazz in the background and you know you, you don't need to yeah you know, it's great to just jump in by the way another great thing about this movie is you can walk into this movie not seeing batman begins doesn't matter you don't need to have seen it i mean uh, i mean you don't i mean everyone basically knows from any other telling of batman all right it's batman his parents but you Got don't it. need to know you're right it's done you walk in you're you right. watch this movie i mean it's hard the, to imagine yeah. that people might not have seen it already but you can so you know? uh, so as far as going forward so i think catwoman's easy she's not a movie on her own Mm-mm. you know but I, I think that it's obviously set up now with rachel gone mm-hmm. you know it's probably you know it's that much easier you know, i think you, you maybe you need something like that but you know, it's, it's easy to do look at your one it's easy to do catwoman dark can you get a penguin in there? You know? Penguin, maybe. You know, did you read... Um, are you reading Joker's Asylum? I'm not. All right. So Joker's Asylum is a series of one-shots with the Joker introducing... Basically telling a personal story about, you know... Villain? Different villains you know, in the asylum, seemingly, even though Penguin's not actually in there. And it's a really dark take on a penguin. Really dark take. I mean, I think there's a, there's good penguin stories out there. I yeah. think there's good Riddler stories out I mean, there. Like um, like Mr. Freeze is really dark and messed up, but too fantastic. I think. Right. You right. know, um, Poison Ivy would, could be great, but again, and interestingly enough, both of them were in that horrible Joe Schumacher movie. But again, you know, once you start getting into controlling plants all that, it's too fantastic. It doesn't really work in this very real world set movies that you know no one's been doing. Right. Um, if you if you were to take this this Batman, this Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan Batman, yeah. and, and and run him up against another a crossover. You know DC and Marvel and, and DC and Warner Brothers had that big summit on film. Yeah, they obviously want to start doing a crossover movie or start kicking their stuff into gear. If you had this if you had this Batman introduced to the Fantastic to a, a JLA movie or through a Batman Superman movie, right? Could you then go back to a Batman strict franchise with some of the Fantastic? Yeah, of course you can. It's just it just becomes a different animal. Mm-hmm. But honestly, 
it's the natural progression. What he's done so far is he's still rooted in year one, and as you mentioned, you know, Dark Victory, Long Halloween, where he's, there isn't any of that fantastic. It's very rooted in the real world, and then that those other elements come in later. How would you so do... Obviously, they're, you know, they're, you go there, ultimately. How would you handle Robin? Because I know Christian Bale has been like, uh, you know, well, well, I mean, was well, that a rumor where he said, I don't want to do it? It was a rumor. I, I think Could it was a rumor. Could you do Robin? Yeah, of course you can. How would um, you do Robin in this well, real world? But, but here's the thing, okay? And what's Na- very would key Nambla is, have well, him be well, a member of Nambla? How well, would you well, do Well, no, this? here's the thing. They've actually already set the fact that this is a minimum, well, a maximum of a year later, right. not even. It's probably just months. I mean, Joker references a year ago would anyone, right. you know, no one would have been afraid. So it's, it's maximum a year. It doesn't even mean it's been a full year. Right. You know, the, the manor's not done being built yet. It's probably only been months since the first movie. So you know, how do you do it's Robin? That, well, Robin's not till year three. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do Robin? It's a simple... The idea is that Batman gets so dark. I mean, now they've set it up that he's going to be chased. He's going to be hunted. It only really gets worse for him. And ultimately, Robin... It, we all know the story. It's, it's that redemption moment for this other kid who went through the same kind of pain as he for him to save this kid. And this kid kind of grounds him. You so know, you make it, him almost like... I mean, I don't want to get fucking weird but you all you make him almost play the role that a romantic interest would play where he's saving this character yeah well i mean it, it's what tim drake said you know in the whole you know beyond year three when they introduced the tim drake the third robin mm-hmm. character you know he went back to dick grace and said you, know, you have to go back batman needs you batman needs robin it grounds him he's careless without with robin there he's worried about protecting robin which makes him think and be more careful and not get reckless so you could do it now. So of course, you could do it. What, what kind of actor? Because he arguably would you want is reckless. What that? kind of actor would you want playing him? Well, that's a, that's the thing. I mean, I think one of the big problems with um, the Schumacher version is that he's too old. He's like thirty. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's hard to imagine. You know, do you, can, can you do it as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or an eight-year-old? I mean, even really I think eleven-year-old's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, older than that, and you know, you get the Jason Todd snotty teenager, which is essentially what Chris O'Donnell did. Right. You know? But he did it at 30. Right. Um, no, I've always said if you do it in the film, you've got to have a young... Yeah, you I know, think so. But it doesn't Robin. need to be the next movie. Mm-hmm. There's, there's plenty of time. I, I get concerned with Christian Bale getting older. But, yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, all the ladies are listening saying, no, he's looking good. No, it's going to be looking good for a long time. Uh, it, he's going to be playing John Connor. The You have not seen the Terminator Salvation trailer. I didn't because I, I saw this on uh, There's not a lot. Um, so we're hopping over the. We're, we're gonna hop over it, but I, I, you know what? As much as people are knocking McG, it's obviously the trailer that he's getting the style of the Terminator movies, and it looks to be better than T three. Okay. So and it looks dark as shit. Hey, sounds good to me. Robots I, versus people. That's what we want to see. And by the way, I actually like the series. The uh, you know the what? I, I started watching it, but I fell off. Oh, it, it wasn't bad. It, it got better. I didn't think it was bad when it started. No, and it got better. So you check it out. Believe it or not, Brian Austin Green actually works you on it. it. Yeah, as a producer. No, he's he's on the show. Get the fuck out. He turns out to be Kyle Reese's brother. Oh, that's really funny. And Kyle Reese is the guy who goes back. He's, who's John's father? John's father. Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, it's really it's cool. Um, we did see a trailer though. We saw the Watchmen trailer. This is the new uh, trailer for uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. The Watchmen, I mean, come on. What am I going to say that hasn't been said before about this miniseries? Uh, it's it's awesome. Would do you would you call it better than Dark Knight Returns? Out of the two books that came out that year, that is the 1986, yeah. is it better than Dark Knight Returns? Well, it depends on, on how you're judging it. Okay. 
it's a greater literary work. Its brilliance is unbelievable. Dark Knight Returns is more popcorn. Yeah. You know, Dark Knight Returns is like this great popcorn movie, you know, and then, you know, Watchmen is just, I mean, it's... Do you think if if Zack Snyder succeeds in sticking very close to the source material in tone, do you think audiences are going to be warm to this? Because you know how you try and introduce normal people into Watchmen. They don't get it right away. They have to have some kind of appreciation for the format. Yeah, that's a problem, but, well... if he sticks with tone, I think it's fine. It's political. And again, it makes for a great film. Um, what I wonder about it is, you know, is the, as we were saying earlier, the, um, you know, Snyder's doing this thing like he did in 300, and, and so it's like a comic book popping off, mm-hmm. you know, it's popping off the page. And I don't know if that's the right way to establish the proper tone for Watchmen. But I have to say the trailer, I mean, it blew my mind. <laughs> I, just, I sat there and... And people I was with afterwards were like, you know, said, Ian, how you doing? And I was like, I think I came a little. You know? Wow. It, it was just, I mean, because it did. It came to life on the screen. It, it was, you know, with the exception of Ozymandias, and we'd already seen the advanced thing, that everyone else was right off the comic book page. Ozymandias, I thought, looked great. But I, I thought it looked great, too. Um, I'm fine with the change, because otherwise he looks really gay. Yeah, everything in this fucking movie, looked, everything in this trailer looked awesome to me. Um, I was... Uh, you know what? I was more excited by this trailer than I was picking up the book. Yeah, no, I, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. This, Seeing Doctor Manhattan, improve, I mean, it's I mean, solar. It's just, Alan it's Moore's awesome. going to find me and send me a bomb, but could, no, he's not. Could, he doesn't care. Yeah, could, know, he's not but, paying attention. Could Zack he won't Snyder, watch this. He won't watch the movie. Yeah, could Zack Snyder even believe be, it's happening? Could Zack Snyder make Watchmen better? Could could the movie be better well, than the comic? The movie's as be, much as everybody gonna be, loves the comic. It's going to be more accessible to to bigger audiences, but I mean. Isn't isn't that why we as comic book fans have to sit around and sometimes get certain aspects of our favorite characters get rebooted because suddenly you have a movie that's going out to, you know, as a much bigger right. fan base, you know, it's more accessible. With, so therefore, they have to you know they have to actually reflect that in the comics as they're getting those new right. readers in based on that. Without spoiling the ending, can you do the ending in the comic? Yeah, why not? Okay. No, I mean I just think you know it's got. You know, what do we yeah. say? Too dark after we just watched the Dark Knight. No, uh, you know. By the way, my, it's my a favorite crazy comment. Fucking ending. My favorite comment. Um, I was asked uh, by my boss. Actually, said to me, "So is it here? Is it really dark?" I said, "Well, it's in the title." Yeah, <laughs> the, the movie's awesome, uh, and I think Watchmen's going to be really fucking good. And I, I hope so. so. I thought Three Hundred was going to be really fucking good though, and, I, and it didn't work for me. Um, but, but now when you say that How do you compare 300 as a movie to the comic? Do you absolutely are, are, adore that comic? Because um, I really like you know, 300 You know what I loved comic, about, yeah, about the comic? But I don't like I'm not, I'm not praised Please, please uh, BJ's uh, leading Not the year You know what? The comic This is what I loved about the comic You know Say what you will about Frank Miller and this and that Here You distract me and I can't You're, You can a little How's that, Beach? How's that? Um, as as much as I love uh, Frank Miller and this and that, I thought Three Hundred was one of his last good works, in my opinion. The artwork is what I loved about that comic. Yeah. You know, the visuals in the movie, yeah, they look like the comic, but I was not into the story when it got when it went to film. When when I was here's the thing, when I was pacing it myself in the comic, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Three Hundred. Okay. When the pace was set for me in the film, I didn't like it. I I, I thought that it was it, it became redundant. Okay. Um, and I think that's something that you that you uh, that's really important with comics. Like, uh, why the last man? 
takes place over a very long period of time in the comics. But you as a reader... Well, it's years, okay. Yeah, but you as a reader set the pace. Uh, when you're thinking about things like urgency and screen time and pacing, in a film, you've really got to translate that passage of time in a way that keeps all the tension. You know? It's not like he's going off and having golf on Sundays because it's over a long period of time and he has that kind of thing. You've got to keep the tension. I thought that was the big failure of 30 Days a Night, was... The tension didn't translate. Well, I to, mean, to film. I, I, I mean, it wasn't in the comic. It wasn't in the. But film. excuse me, and in the comic, it's thirty days, and suddenly, like, yeah. I, I mean, you, you had like one Diary of Anne Frank yeah. scene. And I was like, so right. did this all? It seemed like it happened in one night. It's weird because I thought Thirty Days a Night was a great concept across the board and brilliant concept. In, in, and in, I, I actually like the comic better than you work. do. I, I actually uh. like the comic. In the comic, I felt you did have a sense of the passage of time that's completely lacking in the film. That's the entire. That's the entire. That, that's all your terror right there. Um, so we'll see what happens with uh, Watchmen. Inglorious Bastards. We're actually. We may actually see this movie. This Quentin Tarantino movie that they've been working on forever. In news, supposedly the Weinstein Company is picking this up to go. Uh, it looks like Quentin Tarantino is going to make his war movie. The number of stars that we've heard associated with this film is huge. I mean. At one point you hear Adam Sandler in this film So who knows uh, Another movie got greenlit for a script David Hayter who actually wrote the Watchmen script That Zack Snyder's shooting uh, Or shot uh, Is making the Lost Planet movie That's based on the uh, Capcom game So in video game film news uh, Looks like we're going to get a Lost Planet game Before we get a Halo game Or we're going to get a Lost Planet movie Before we get a Halo movie How does that make you guys feel Um yeah, I mean, that's pretty much movies And the big thing was Dark Knight But comics The only thing I really wanted to talk about comics Because mainly I like just giving you the stage Is that Better have, be Mighty Avengers ha, Have you seen Invincible This Invincible trailer that MTV uh, New Media has put up? Oh. S- sit up, sit up, please When you walked in, you saw the, what I was playing The Watchmen iTunes stuff Yeah, that stuff. was cool Yeah, iTunes has been putting out this uh, Watchmen comic They have the first issue now And it's uh, an animatic It's really uh, I think it's fucking awesome looking it, it flows It's entertaining Invincible And I think they did this Just to exercise their option To keep it alive Paramount has the option On Invincible uh, They signed it a couple years ago Recently MTV Films They have a new media department Is putting out All of the Invincible stories As flash animated New media Little webisodes Yeah that's pretty cool you think it's cool, but then you watch this trailer and you're like, and it sucks. Yeah, I'm not. Nobody's into this. Uh, Nobody on the Geekscape boards is into this. Yeah. I um, if it's something to keep the option alive while you figure out what to do with it as TV or film, I'm all for it. But this thing itself it looks lame. Yeah. Are you current on that book? Are you? Uh, didn't, that I didn't read the last trades. Didn't read the last trades. Please, please. Please And I love that little I love the little brother I love him And I know I'm going to love him even more uh, You know I just I understand why you read certain things in trade to catch up But then mm-hmm. you ca- catch up And buy the fucking comics Please Ian I, It's not please. like you don't read comics You know how Ian, I feel I about read a lot trade paperback You know thing I know we, We've heard my rant But it's the same before. way You know what I don't think I would enjoy Galactica or Lost as much If I wasn't, re- if I wasn't watching them all in one sitting I, I think I love that it's great like that. It's a different thing. I like doing. I like watching it originally week to week, and then watching it again afterwards. Motherfucker. And, and I don't have a lot of time, but I mean, both of those shows I thought work very well that way. I, I, I like them 
when it's collected. Invincible is really good month to month. I know, but it's great collected. I, I'm and not Walking saying Dead, it isn't, Walking but... Dead is great collected. Okay. I don't think I could live through Walking Dead with all the fucking... It's good. I mean, because Invincible also has the same cliffhangers. How, yeah, dude, I, mean, I don't think you, I can make it a month. You you may have a better patience level than I do, but I would be climbing bad. the fucking wall. It's just that man. I'm actually I'm a comic book reader. Get the fuck out of here! You look at my closet. Look at my other room. I got I'm comic just saying you're sitting. You're sitting here talking to me about how I can't wait a month. I have to you know wait six months and be behind and read it all in a trade yeah, paperback. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's the fucking difference? I'm reading it six all in months. one sitting. Oh, come on. Get out of here with that. I'm reading it all in one sitting. I love it. It's the same story. You know, they, they didn't take anything out in those six months. You know that, right? I it's know. the same story. I'm, I'm reading the same story you're reading. Are you? I'm probably appreciating it just as much as you're appreciating so it. So you, you're, you're, we can have that conversation yeah. about what happened with Invincible. No, get the and, fuck out of oh. here. I'll go get we that We can't have that trade. conversation, right? You're making you're me not mad. There. What do you actually want to talk about in your comic book segment? Mighty Avengers? Electra? <sighs> Yeah, I think you know how I feel about this Mighty Avengers and New Avengers. How he's he's using this the, the two Avengers books to show us what happened leading up to the Secret Invasion. And that's Skull cool. Invasion. I think it's cool. I like to live in the now. I like to see what's going well, that, on. I like to see real consequences. Look, look, granted, but we're we're getting that in other books, and we need these answers. And at least they're not parsing it out over years. You mm-hmm. know, we're getting it. These are our answers. I mean, Electra. You didn't think it was cool? Electra did not go down like a bitch? I mean, she well, took no. out several of those Super Scrolls. That was fucking cool. But you knew she wasn't going to go down with a bitch. I know, but it was awesome. <laughs> Fine, I knew it. It was still great to see it. I mean, but you also know that the only way to take out Hank Pym is to throw him some pussy, right? Well, yeah, he's a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I did like how they threw him good. some pussy he and throws he a pussy, and, and it's true. That pussy Hank, throws back. You know, hang pims, you know, led around by thick. He Fucking was, stomp them on the ground. You know what? Boom, you're out. Yeah, bottom line, you know, he, he was some brainiac scientist, you know, running around after little Eris. He turns his head every time. Yeah, the great thing about you know, I, I did enjoy the Hank Pym book because they bounced his fucking head up off the ground. They right. hit him so bad. Uh, what about the crunch on uh, Electra? I mean, yeah. is she, is is she, she dead or alive? Is she at the dead end of that? now? I don't know. I mean, isn't it a little like cliche to kill Electra? You kind of have She's been killed so many fucking times You I mean, can if you, do something it, it, original You now actually have to keep her alive Yeah I mean you can't like kill Electra Because it's like stupid right Yeah no, I mean I, it's I like, like killing Jean Grey What do you I mean but what do you think about What's actually happening In the uh, in, in the Secret Invasion the Are current you reading stuff. all the books I'm reading the Secret Invasion stuff I'm reading uh, the Fantastic Four stuff Do you stuff. get the Hercules book The Pax You know what the, the, As soon as it got involved With the Secret Invasion stuff And they started putting together All these demigods And yeah. stuff like that it got too much for me. I'm not entertained the, by this book. I, I have mixed feelings about it, but the last one, interesting, the whole, you know, he loves you thing, they get to that God that is the oh. that loves you, you know? So suddenly the next issue of that seems yeah. like it might really be key. Because they, what they did was... It's the scroll Greg God. Pack That's took, who they're saying loves you. What's so. really funny is Greg Pak took the Incredible Hulk comic. Once Incredible Hulk turned into the Jeff Loeb Hulk book, oh, they turned God. it into the and Incredible Hercules. And that book is so disappointing. It's whatever. It's it's a slugfest every episode. Every now, issue. explain something to me. You know, we talk about everyone's talking about how Marvel's getting the movies right and DC's missed the boat there. And obviously, there's been a lot of talk. And we maybe should talk about how you know the abortion that's been DC's continuity of late. You know, I'm liking but, Final Crisis, but I'm only reading Final Crisis. Yeah, but if if you read Countdown to Final Crisis, that which was not very good, 
Death of the New Gods, which was great work by Jim Starlin. And then you get the Final Crisis, and you see three different ways Orion died within a month of each other. What I the know. fuck is going on there? Because I remember him getting his ass beat by his dad. Yeah, in, well, in Countdown. Which is like, I remember that. I mean, that, and that was destined. Now, now in Final Crisis, time? you got a bullet through time. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm sure if you read all these, people by themselves, get paid really to edit good. these things, right? I mean, Dan DeDio likes to do this whole big thing about, you know, oh, look at everything that's going on. Isn't that the whole idea of, you know, the, I mean, what, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, they killed Orion three different ways in the DC what comics. What the fuck is going on there? You know, at least Marvel has some continuity, right? You know what? And, uh, and it's actually, I, I mean. No, but here's my problem with, with Marvel is. It's Tony Stark or Skrull? No. They're fucking with his head. Yeah. They're fucking with his head. Yeah, no question. Okay. Well, they did that and Natasha pretty much told them. Okay. So what are you fucking kidding? It's stupid. There's, no, they're fucking with okay. you. But but here's the thing. So explain to me what Marvel's thinking when they have a big Incredible Hulk movie coming out, and you don't even have a book with Bruce Banner's The Incredible Hulk right now. He is. He, he is. Out but of the but floor. for three four months, I mean, like nothing. Yeah. I mean that was fucking stupid. Um. No, I mean. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you want to get so I think like like something like the, what the Bruce, what Bruce Jones was writing would have been a little more appropriate when the movie came out because tonally it was a lot closer to the movie, the Bruce Jones. Oh well, they stuff. they completely went obviously with the Mister yeah. Blue stuff. And, yeah. and by the way, I got to say I really like the Incredible Hulk movie. It's a shame I can't tell you how many people I know who are close about these things, and every time it comes up, I go and see it. They go, "Well, I didn't like the first one because they didn't advertise that this was a reboot like right. Batman Begins. It's a and requel." It's a, yeah, well, it's, it's it's comparing Batman Begins to Joel Schumacher and Tim Burton, you know? Um, no, because this one is kind of a sequel and a remake. It's not a sequel. He ends up... Uh, come on. It's not it's, a sequel. It, but There's it, a is completely, it, is it completely new origin in the, in the opening everything. credits. Yes. Look at the opening credits. It's mm. a completely new origin. It's more of a, It has more in common with the TV show than it has in common with Ang Lee's movie. Yeah. It's, it's in those opening credits. You see him doing the experiments what if, and all that stuff. I mean, I don't see Lou Leterrier doing the second Hulk movie. I don't. I don't. I. I, I mean, I'm, what's great I'm is that we sure, have. Favreau I'm not sure there's going to be too. one. Yeah, it may just be an Avengers movie. Yeah, honestly, and also, I, I'm not so sure that that uh, you know Ed Norton would come back, right. considering the issues he had. But the beauty of the of the way they left the end of that movie is it's set up in such a way that he could totally just be the Hulk in it. And talking and growling, whatever else. And <laughs> and just movie. The PJ could play. And, and, and it works fine. I would know? actually prefer. Well, and in like. every appearance he ever made in the Avengers, he's never Bruce Banner. He's <laughs> the Hulk the entire time. So. So what? What, uh, what are the comic book stuff? Talk comics. Talk comics. What else? You got? Um, what, I mean, we, we talked to some Marvel. We talked to some DC. How are we doing on time, VJ? Fifteen. Oh, we got fucking fifteen minutes. We still got to go through all of E3. You don't play video games, though. I should play more video games. Look. It's true. There's some amazing. What was games that thing about having a life? Look, uh, there's only yeah. so many hours in the day for me to my watch video TV, games, my video games see are your movies, TV. and read comic books. Yeah, my video games are your television. Well, I work in television. I, I have to watch so. television. Yeah. No, absolutely right. And uh, you know what? I've kept myself slow, so out. Can I just say? Can TV. I just say? By the way, I, I had to watch Annie's The Cleaner because Grace Park was on, mm-hmm. and she's apparently regular, and so hot and regular human. How is it? That Benjamin Bratt. That was show. an interesting dark show. What is, what like is a, he, the cleaner? What is he? That's some weird, like, he's it's trying like to help people. Yeah, yeah, clean people. Uh, I, I, honestly, I'm sitting there waiting for the next scene with Grace Park because she's just so hot. No. You know? um, I just have to bring it up here because Grace Park. Well, we've got guests who go and uh, they talk shit. 
about um, how great they are at video games. We had a band on here um, called Racing Kites a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about how fucking awesome they were in Halo. Just Halo this, Halo that. And I said, let me tell you something. I got the Geekscapist. They're going to fucking grab you by the back of the head, they're going to smack you into the ground, and they're going to run you up and down the fucking ground like a cheese grater. They're going to fuck you up in Halo. And the kid, the kid was like, no. So I'm going to cut to this, and I'm going to throw some narration on it, I gotta show you these clips of my boy Jake108 just fucking obliterating this band. Uh, this is Matt from Racing Kites versus our own Geekscape is Jake108 and Halo 3. And I gotta tell you, what you're about to see is not pretty. Uh, this is domination. You do not talk trash on this show because the audience will find you and they will kill you. So here are some clips of Jake mopping the floor with uh, Matt from Racing Kites. Okay, this one's on Construct, and I like to call it Never Run at a Guy on a Bubble Shield. Alright, Jake 1, Matt 0. Let's see that again from this angle. Yeah, still a stupid idea. If you see a bubble shield, don't run at the guy. You'll end up just like that. This is another one called uh, Third Time's a Charm. Jake's gonna try hitting with a sticky once. Misses the second time, but this one, boom. He wasn't even looking. He walks away, he knows he nailed him. Alright, let's see that again from over the shoulder. right on his face. This is what he saw. I'm gonna get you with my grenade. Oh, you missed me. Oh, missed me again. Uh-oh. Oh! This one's badass. Jake takes the tower in the pit, alright? First thing he does is uh, he clears the area, he runs up here, he throws an energy regenerator up. Boom. Okay, now I can start picking them apart. Boom goes one. Alright, let's take out the guy with the gun. Hey, put your head in the game. You're dead. Alright, see somebody coming on his map. Here he comes. Boom. Alright. Tag. He missed. He's gonna draw him in. I'm all out of grenades. Look, I'm all out of grenades. Comes down with the sniper rifle. Boom, doesn't even aim. That is sick. Okay, he's got one more guy coming. Alright, his shields are down, but you know what? He's gonna sticky him. Because one thing about Jake is, he never goes to hell alone. Let's see this from the top angle. Jake's down there in the lower left of your screen, okay? Here he comes up. Same sequence. Puts up the regenerator. Boom. Now he can go about his business. Alright? He's got that little safe area to go back to when he needs his shields re-upped. Okay? That's two down. He's got another guy coming. He can see him. Gets a little shield, it's all gone, tries to sticky him, misses, let's just snipe this guy up close. Okay, here comes the sniper rifle, surprise, boom, death from above. Now he's got one more guy coming, shields are down, they're regenerating, but he knows he's going to sticky this guy. He may have taken him out, but he's got the sticky. Four out of one, I'll take those chances. Here's the sticky again on another map, okay? Boom, same thing. Jake doesn't like going to hell alone. So, sticky the guy before he takes you out. This one I've included only because of this. Check this out. Boom. Gilmore. Dead. I knew you guys would love to see that. Peace. So what you just saw was pretty violent. Um, I think Jake's pretty talented. If you guys ever want to challenge uh, any of the Geekscape kids, I think we should get a professional team together, don't you? Mm -hmm.
Do you yeah, think so, VJ? Yeah. Do you think we should get some like Geekscape kids together to like represent us at tournaments and stuff like that? Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll look into that. It'd be great to have like Geekscape, like a Geekscape team going. Team Geekscape. And fucking just owning motherfuckers, because I there's some talented people in there. Gilmore's not one of them. Uh, Gilmore's a guy who like comes and like plays Jackal. Like, Nobody expects Gilmore to be one. Like of them. like 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 fucking Jake went away to lion. He fucking fucks people up. Gets a lot of hits on him, and then Gilmore comes in and like maybe hits him with a sticky grenade or something. Um, so you saw that footage. I got to tell you, E3, we were not there, but the stuff that came out of there was some of it's pretty exciting. Um, Resident Evil Five is coming out for both the PS3 and the uh, the 360, and it's online co-op, which is cool because you're going through this mansion or this woods with zombies. In you could be at your apartment, I can be at my apartment online. We're playing. That's cool. Co-op. Kicking some ass. I like that. Um, Nintendo's announcements—they basically, guys, they're making—they're making, they're making a, a machine in games for your grandfather. So don't be upset. But the Wii Sports Resort looks like a sequel to Wii Sports. Um, Animal Crossing for the Wii. What are you doing? I'm scoot up. Yeah, but see, it's it's locked in with your legs, okay, so yeah, you're unclipping it. Uh, Animal Crossing is coming out. I don't know. I don't know if if, if that that's it's a like game I can get. Um, we've got Wii Music, which looks like a great way to, uh, want to beat up all your entire fucking family. Because, have you seen these people playing this Wii Music? I thought people looked like fucking idiots playing Rock Band. These motherfuckers... They do. They look like morons playing Rock Band. Now you've got this Wii Control and you're playing a flute and shit like that. Oh, you look like a faggot. I was about to say, <laughs> that sounds so gay. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, but one good thing that Nintendo's got is... Not that there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with homosexuality. There's something really fucking wrong with acting like a fucking remote control is a flute. That's just asking to get your ass beat by your fucking nephew. Like, if I saw my dad doing that, I'd push him out a window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love my dad. But, gotta go, dad. Sorry. Like, dad, window. You know what? I'm pushing you through this fucking plate glass window. Uh, one thing, I, the only thing I guess I'm excited about is GTA uh, coming to the DS and Chinatown Wars. That, I mean... I'll play GTA on any uh, system, so I'm looking forward to that one. And then supposedly there's an announcement about Sonic and the Bla uh, Black Knight. Wii supposedly is making it one of their premier games. Like, they're bringing it out with all the fanfare they give their Mario and Zelda and Metroid games. They're saying Sonic is going to have their proper badass game. Um, I think out of everybody, Microsoft really cleaned up the most, especially with this announcement that through your Xbox Live you can start getting Netflix movies from your Netflix account. You can yeah. download all your Netflix movies uh, through Xbox Live. That's huge. And, of, and of course, uh, you got Gears of War 2 coming out this uh, fall. Uh, Rock Band 2 is going to have a bit of an exclusive head start on the competition. And uh, Baby Fable 2. I've been playing Fable, and Fable 2, I can't wait fast. I can't wait for this game. This game is awesome. Um, and then Fallout 3. We've got Fallout 3. But we did not get a Bungie announcement of the new game. The Makers of Halo. Uh, they had a scheduled announcement And uh, Microsoft fucking pulled the plug on it At the last minute Sending all sorts of uh, kids crying Like our own Jake went away Who then went and took it out on this fucking band um, Sony had some good stuff They deserved it What was this Sony This major action game massive, massive action game What is it 256 people yeah. playing online at the same time Yeah totally What's the fuck That's crazy What's the point That's like it's World like of Warcraft 
you find like eight people squads or something like that. Yeah, so you have a squad like of eight people. You go out hunting other people or teaming up with it's other like people. It's like Call of Duty Four, except like everybody's a real person. So. Two hundred fifty-six people playing at once. That's yeah. that's crazy. It's kind of cool. Oh, it's, it's anarchy. Um, the one I'm excited Isn't that about. Why I play video games? Yeah, the one I'm excited about, in all honesty, like, there's two things I'm excited about that Sony announced. Uh, one is the Resistance for the PSP. That does look smooth. It looks pretty cool, and you like Resistance. Yeah. What I like about this is it's a third-person view, and you automatically hide behind objects in the uh, environment. Instead of, like, Gears of War, where you have to hit a, a button, or the new GTA, you had to hit a button to, to use the environment to hide. Yeah. This one, you know, you just kind of hide behind. I hope that works, but supposedly it's pretty fluid. And then, of course, one of my favorite franchises, God of War. God of War 3. That game alone will make me buy a PS3. Like, there's nothing else. I mean, that's well, it. The trailer's all CG, but... The trailer's CG, but the but game is going to be awesome. They're saying the game right now is looking almost exactly like the trailer. So... That's... Come on, Ian. What do we have to do? What do we have to do to get you playing video games? Not that much. Find me some time. Here's my problem. Tell us I, problem. I open a video game. I won't leave the house for a week. I love video games, but I can't afford it. I, Professionally. I, yeah. 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 I mean, I just, I just, I will, I won't answer the phone. I, I, I gotta I mean, tell you. You know, I'll crawl out to like maybe to, to shit. I, I might, you know, I'll be ordering in like pizzas and just sitting there playing. You know, I won't shower, I won't anything. No, tomorrow morning... I, I might shower as like a stretching exercise and go right back to the game. Tomorrow morning I have to hand in character bios, um, some like log line, episode log lines for, for, for Singledom tomorrow morning. I have to send in some shit. I've been playing Fable all weekend. Like Right. I not get it's, it. It's not good. It's not good. But you know what? It is good. But it is good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. It's a lot of fun. Um, and Ian, I'm sure like the, our kids... Would love to play you online. They'd love to fucking pick your brain. You would be really popular if you got online. You get a bunch of fifteen-year-old listeners getting on there and being like, you know, they, they want you to go on crazy rants. They know that if they kill you, you're gonna fucking go off on them like you go off on me, yelling at me. Why don't you read Invincible month to month? What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, there's a lot wrong with you. Well, yeah, but there's you a lot wrong watch, with all of us. You don't have us. enough time to watch Blamister Galactica when it's on. No, no, no. Yeah, you I can't have. Watch I have launched. the time. I just don't. You run comics just, every I just, week. I, just you, I understand that you started reading these comics as trades, but now you read the trades. I'm, Why can't you just pick up the book? I'm in a rhythm, baby. There's no rhythm. I'm here. in a rhythm. And you know what? The, the main thing. There's nothing good about your rhythm. The, I'll ask Laura about this. The, She's gonna agree. The the the, the main thing with uh, with something like Walking Dead, why I read that in trade, is Laura likes to read it too. Okay, that's in, a good that, reason. That, in, in stuff like that. Uh, I, in, I, I understand that. Invincible, I borrowed all those trades just to catch up real quick. So now you're caught up. So I got to get that. I got to get the ninth. Okay. I gotta get the ninth. And then you're going to buy the comic. Probably, yeah. I like, I, dude, that is a great book. It's a great book. Um, will I ever read... Yeah, Walking Dead, I'm always going to read in trade. I don't have as much of an issue with Walking yeah. Dead as I do with Invincible. Even the same writer and all that, but there's something, you know, it's black and white, and there's dude, something cinematic about the We talked about and... Wolfman two weeks ago, but I'm glad that one's coming around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, that last one, that was some fucked up shit. It was great. VJ, yeah. um, before we go, we, we got to talk, how much time we have left? And you're reading before Fables we... regular? Um, I'm reading it in trades too, because Laura reads it. Don't get mad at me. Like, where's your fucking... I just can't talk about it now. Come on. What about your girlfriend? You know, 
back and forth. Five Finger Mary. What? <laughs> no. Five Finger Mary? No. I, I can't lay regularly. Are you taking her to Comic-Con? I'm taking the actual <laughs> girl to Comic-Con. Who is it? The same girl? Yeah. Ian, why don't you just fucking make this girl your official girl? She used to be. I know she used to be. You we downgraded her and she stood. She stands for that? No, we broke up. Most we, girls would just fucking hit you know, the road. You no, it's really simple. We break up. We don't talk for a while. Battlestar Galactica starts again. She wants to come over and watch. I'm easy when it comes to a pretty girl wanting to come over and watch Battlestar Galactica. What can I tell you? Next thing I know, we're doing what we're doing again. Why am I talking about my personal life on your show? Because <laughs> it's a fucking show, and that's how I hooked you in. The audience loves what you just said. You know? They think you're a hero that you can get an attractive woman she, to come see her. Is she hot? Yeah, she's very attractive. You guys will love it. Uh, Grace Park gets you hot, and then you use the moves on her. I like how, That's like porn for you. It's true. It gets you in. I, you it's know what? I, I need you to talk more personal life because that's what the audience likes. They see she, you. She likes sex. She brought me. She had. She bought. Brought me the Playboy with Trisha Helfer. Because she had it. Because she had, had it. it for herself. Yes. Oh, like three of them just jerked off right now. Yes. We definitely had some some smacks up there. Uh, that's pretty cool. That I had to bring that in for some friends of mine, some colleagues, and they're like. Oh, this is awesome. It's like, yeah, that's right. My, you know, this is part of why I... My on and off on again. Yeah. Ian, next week, San Diego. We're going to be be taping on that Saturday. Wednesday night. Um, What do you think? You excited? What are you excited for this year? Saturday's a fucking pain in the ass, you know. Yeah. Dude, the programming, I'm so pissed off. Once again, I mean, it seemed like last year they were figuring it out, not to kill you with stuff up against each other, but... You know, they stuck Heroes and Lost over in H, which is cool, but then they have a bunch of all the other TV stuff going on, you know, upstairs, and the feature stuff going on at the same time, and I mean, it's just, and honestly, I mean, Thursday and Friday are a lot lighter. I mean, I thought they figured it out last year where they spread these things out a bit. Well, I steer clear of all that stuff. We go, we've got so many, so many interviews, we've got so many interviews set up this year uh, that we actually have two teams. We have a video team that's going to go out with the video camera, and we're going to do the interviews, and then we've got an audio team that's going to go out with audio interviews that transcribe up on the Geekscape website. So we're covering a shitload of Comic-Con. Um, and then that Saturday we're doing the show. So I, I don't go to the panels, but man, the experience itself, ju- it just wears you out and it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm excited. I'm so exhausted every day. I'm excited so this year. Great. I'm really excited to see you guys. Uh, we've got some really good friends coming like Martin Shares coming from Toronto some really amazing listeners are going to be there this year so I think this is going to be a great year um, maybe I'll even see you down there this year <laughs> we never see each other but it's that massive well, well when you did Gay by Dawn uh, what was that three years ago it was 06 when it played there so it was two years ago no it was 05 it was three years ago wasn't yeah. it yeah so I saw you there because I, mm-hmm. I came to, to the screen. We screened. We took home. I didn't see you last year. I don't know if I saw you before. Last year, we were working yeah. our asses off, and you guys saw that. Um, so, guys, that is our show. We'll see you guys next week from San Diego. i got to tell you, go check out the forums and uh, geekscape.net. That's our website. You guys can post on the forums, talk to each other, send Ian, send Ian some shit. Um, if you guys post about this episode, he'll read it. He always reads it. And, um, I try to read it. <laughs> he tries I, st- to I started it. last time I Between his television He tries to read it um, I like But that is what we've got And um, go see Dark Knight If you haven't seen guys, it Guys If you haven't seen Dark Knight You have no excuse um, well, They had the excuse If it's sold out And they want to see IMAX And you can't get it in you know, I'm going to see it IMAX After San Diego Again Visit DJ's Universal This week If you want some comic books For cheap 
And uh, our good friends in Punchline uh, have a new album coming out this September. They've sent me a song video that they want me to play after the episode. So they have a new album coming out in September. It's called uh, Just Say Yes. That's the name of the album. And this song is called The Hit, which I think hopefully is going to be a fucking hit. But they've got an acoustic version they're going to play for you guys right now in the Geekscape Studios. Uh, so keep an eye out for the album come this fall. And uh, that was our episode, okay? Here's Punchline. Enjoy. Thanks, Ian. Thank Thanks you. For coming. And you can let Jonathan know what you think about his not reading comics, reading trade paperbacks. This is the hit, also known as Track Two.